You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Hello, beautiful. This is episode 37 of The Lightwalker's Path, and I'm your host, Serena Myers. And today, we are going to have some real talk about one of my favorite things, which is energy management. But specifically, it's like what you do when the shiz hits the fan and you are out in the world, and now you've got this energy stuff you've got to deal with, and you still need to function as a human in a public space. So if you don't know much about my personal journey, I have had it all. I have been the super sensitive kid who didn't understand she had gifts and would get super physically uncomfortable, sometimes doubled over in pain because I would wander around in my kind of crappy neighborhood where shitty things were happening. Uh, I've also been that person who literally lost a year of her life to a nervous breakdown. So when we come down to the idea of energetic management and feeling hashtag all the feels uh trust me when I say I've been there I've done that I don't have the t-shirt because instead of wearing it on me I would really rather share with you and teach you and help you avoid some of the shenanigans I have found myself in before we get too far in this though I really want to talk about when we have these feelings of energy flare-ups And if, um, depending on what the causes of that flare up, it's going to feel a little bit different, right? So this can be, um, just when you start to feel, um, like you've walked into something and now you kind of feel like you're carrying this like sticky, heavy, dense energy, or maybe you were in a really great mood and suddenly your mood is completely crushed and, um, it could also even be like jitters and social anxiety and all that kind of thing. And so... The reason I kind of want to make this distinction is this. The majority of today, we're going to be focusing on the energetic things and different tools. And I want to actually do a bit of a roundup of some spiritual teachers I've followed for years and things that they do that are super practical and that you can do either uh, privately, like in the bathroom or discreetly at your desk if you're in the office and you're having one of these situations. But I feel like I would also be leaving out a big part of the story, which is What about when it's not just regular old energetic stuff, whether it's your own things or, you know, someone else's that they've kind of like bled all over the place and you've walked into it? What happens when we're talking about something like anxiety, for instance? It's really important that the first thing you do is get really good at discerning kind of what your natural rhythm, what your sort of equilibrium looks like. And that way, when it goes a little bit askew, you're able to identify, first of all, that something is up. And second of all, you become like this bit of detective of your own sort of energy and you find out why something has gone wrong. And the reason we want to talk about making that distinction is this. When I had my breakdown, I was 100% against medication and I will totally take that back now. Um, But at the time, I was so determined to do everything naturally. And it was really to my detriment, and it really slowed down my progress, if I'm entirely honest. So I did work with crystals. I did work with mantras. I did a bunch of energy work. And I have to be honest, I was clinically anxious, and that wasn't enough. 
So the tools that we're going to get into right now, that's really for like when your energy is a bit wacky. I'm not talking about for someone who is struggling with mental illness. And even if we don't go as extreme as mental illness, even if we go into just having our basic physiological needs met. So did you sleep properly the night before? Have you had enough water? Did you poop today? I know that sounds like a really personal question. But when I first start feeling like, whoa, something's not right. I'm not in my own kind of typical bubbly space. I go through these questions with myself. How much water have I had? Have I gotten up from my desk? Did I pet my cat today? Have I been to the bathroom? Because our bodies need, you know, different things to just get by, (laughs) just as like our bare minimum, right? So when we are kind of throwing that off, when we're not actually nurturing the vessel, of course, things are going to feel funky in our day. And so we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace. And we want to make sure that we're not just blaming Mercury retrograde and we're not just saying, oh, it must be the full moon. That's why I feel funky. We really want to take responsibility for ourselves. And if we've been neglecting the vessel, we got to bring some love back there first. So if you've kind of run down that checklist, you know you're not having a psychological struggle. You know that all your physical stuff is uh, checked off. You've you know met all the criteria of what you need to feel good in your day but you're feeling a bit funky, that's when we are going to get into this kind of stuff. So of course, if you are like me and you work from home and you feel a little bit funky, you have a bit bit more grace and a bit more space to be able to take care of things. I will literally put myself on a timeout and have a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon if that is what is called for in that moment. But if you're working a corporate job or you've got back-to-back clients or you're home with kids, there are demands on your time and your energy and you've got to be a bit quick and on the fly and sometimes really discreet. And so that's what this episode is all about is these are some things that you can do on the fly in the moment. They don't require a bunch of fancy props and you can use those uh, out in public and not look like the town weirdo. I will just add this one little tiny thing though that is actually not on my list. So I'm going a bit rogue here and that is wearing crystals. <laughs> I probably talked about this in past episodes. It's honestly one of my biggest things because I do still have some performance and social anxiety and black tourmaline is and smoky quartz, but usually black tourmaline is the one that I lean on the most. So I do have some bracelets and some pendants and stuff that have different crystals in them that will just help to give me a bit of an energetic boost. And that kind of just looks discreet. You wouldn't know that it was giving me energy on top of looking really pretty. It just looks like a necklace or like a bracelet. And that helps me to mm, blend in, I guess, while still doing energy work and supporting my energetic body. Okay, so first up, you've got the Wiggins and you want to tune in and you ask yourself, is this mine? So we talked about this last week a little bit. The reason we want to do that, where we get that clarity before we just clear the energy is because we wanna make sure that if there is something that we need to learn in there, that we get the nugget the first time so we're not having to repeat the pattern again. If you have determined that the stuff that you're feeling in that moment is in fact yours, you don't have to then sit down and deal with it. You don't have to like call your meeting to a halt and pull out your journal and start talking to your guides and pulling out cards in the boardroom. That would be weird. (laughs) It doesn't have to be like that at all you actually can dialogue with your guides and negotiate of when you're going to dig into this thing. Now, here is the catch. Oftentimes, (laughs) what I have caught myself doing in the past is I'll be out in public, like let's say I'm doing groceries 
And then I start to get this like overwhelm of energy and I know that I'm receiving a download. Sometimes it comes with like piercing ear ringing and I'm thinking, oh shit, like I'm not going to obviously sit down and meditate in the middle of the grocery store, but the time is not right. And I will straight up say to my angels and guides, hey, thank you for making yourself known. Thank you for showing me that you're here and thank you for this beautiful wisdom that you are bringing forward. I cannot deal with this now. Let me deal with this later. But then I wouldn't ever come back to it later. And so they would keep doing it and I would keep delaying them. And then it escalates. So what I am going to say is that if you're going to negotiate this whole like, hey, I hear you. Thank you. I really would like to have this wisdom. Just not right now. Make sure that you are specific about when you're going to come back to it and then honor that commitment. You want to do it just for yourself, first of all but also so that things don't get increasingly more uncomfortable over time because they will. And it doesn't have to be that way. So you're not at the whim of your angels and guides, right? You don't have to just do what they say, but you want to create space for it. And you do want to honor that relationship that you have with them so that there is trust and there is back and forth. And you do that by saying, yes, I'm going to welcome this message, just not right now. And then be specific about when you're going to come back to it. Okay, cool. Now, if it's other people's stuff or you've done that and now you're like, okay, cool, but I'm still feeling all the feels and I got to like move this fast. Here are some things that you can quickly do. All right. So this is that roundup that I talked about because this is a thing that I've seen in snippets, in conversations across so many different spiritual teachers and nobody seems to put them all in the same place. So I would like to do that in this episode because They work really well together. And the other thing is that I can basically give you an energetic buffet and you can choose whichever ones resonate best for you. Okay, so the first one is this really beautiful declaration that one of my teachers, Kyle Gray, uses. And what I really like about this one is that even if you are not into angels or prayers or whatever, it's this really powerful declaration that doesn't feel too wooey that it becomes universal and usable for pretty much anybody. And it goes like this. I am the keeper of my mind and of my body. And wherever love is present, fear is a stranger and love is here. And when he says love is here, he taps on his chest. Like he really drives that point home. And I have literally gone from a state of total overwhelm to immediate peace just by saying that. And I do say it out loud, but you could say it internally to yourself. Now, again, if you're in the middle of a boardroom, might be a weird thing to blurt out loud. So you can say it to yourself or even honestly, excuse yourself and go to the bathroom and pull all your power back. It's honestly not that weird. And it will definitely pay off for you big time because now you're not feeling like a jittery mess. And then the one I really like that's complimentary from Danielle Laporte super simple. And she says, I call all my power back to me now. I am whole and complete. And what I really like to do is use that declaration after I've done a cord cutting. So when you do cord cutting, you, I personally do it working with Archangel Michael, where I declare what it is that I want to cut. And I imagine him taking his beautiful sword and just severing the ties that I have to these energies or to these people or to whatever it is that's kind of zapping me. And so after I've cut these cords, I like to go back to Danielle's declaration because now I've said, okay, cool. I have, I am sovereign. I've released myself of all of these ties that bind me and all of the energy that I have 
you know, let go through those cords before they were cut, I invite all of it back to me now. And I feel like it kind of just brings the act of cord cutting full circle. And it's a really beautiful and powerful declaration that really just feels very, very good to say. Gabby Bernstein had a really awesome one uh, several years ago. And it happens um, with a mudra, which she does. The mudras are positions that you use with your, your hands and your fingers. And what she's described it as was something that you can do really discreetly at a desk or at a boardroom or whatever. You don't have to excuse yourself. This is something you can do really simply. And it's a very simple mantra. It's peace begins with me. And the mudra that goes along with that, the sort of hand motions, is just you touch your first finger to your thumb on the first word, your second finger to your thumb on the second word, third finger, fourth finger. Peace begins with me. And that's the kind of thing that you could easily do with your hand in your lap. No one would be the wiser. And it's such a beautiful centering mantra that it really pulls you into the present moment and out of your head. And particularly if you're in a place where you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, it's a really wonderful grounding exercise. EFT. Now, this is a weird one. If you're going to do it publicly, you don't want to be doing, you don't want to do this in front of your friends and family. You're going to look a bit strange. But if you can excuse yourself to the bathroom and go through EFT, if you're not familiar with it, it's called the Emotional Freedom Technique, um, also known as tapping. There are wonderful YouTube videos that you can find that will walk you through the whole process. And uh, Brad Yates would be the person that you want to follow if you really want like the creme de la creme of who is the teachers of this practice. But all of the, it always follows the same kind of process of which parts you tap on, but it always begins with the tapping on what they call the karate chop point. It's sort of like the side of your hand. And what I found was when I was using EFT as a regular tool in my normal practice, I was able to just tap on that karate chop point and that was enough to be able to ground me because my nervous system had made the correlation, oh right, when we tap here, it means that we are working on relaxation and release and whatever. So while it also has its own principles because I know each point is tied to like acupressure and whatnot, it, it, you know, different meridians within the body. So yes, I'm getting that benefit too, but there's also just that correlation of Pavlovian whatever to my head to say, oh, when we tap on this karate chop point, it means relaxation is about to happen. We're doing that here. And it really sends the message to my body. And then lastly is never underestimate the power of some deep grounding breaths. It is the thing that you don't have to buy. It's not fancy. You don't get it in a shop. You can definitely do it anywhere. And you can just sit with these deep, beautiful grounding breaths. Now, if you don't know, I actually started my career in neurofeedback. That's when I moved into alternative health out of my, my corporate days. I worked on brains. And boosting alpha waves was one of my absolute favorite things to do. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about, actually. But one of the ways that we can do that is by taking deep, grounding breaths. For my own process, I have this beautiful grounding mantra that I use that always brings me right back. I've talked about it in other episodes, but let's just drop it in right now. It starts off where I say, I am grounded, I am supported, I am rooted to the earth and connected to her love. I am grounded, I am supported, I am rooted to the earth and protected by her love. And that distinction always feels really important to me. 
And if I really, really feel like I need a little extra something, something, I imagine after I've done all of this clearing, not beforehand, but I'll do all the cutting and all the clearing. I've called my power back and I will beam out this beautiful bubble of golden light all the way around me. And the mantra I use there is just Teflon so that no matter what is being projected upon me, no matter what is coming my way, everything is just nonstick, slips right off and I can feel safe in my own little space. So those are my tips for you, my love, my little energy fixes for what you can do when you are out in the public and things go a bit wiggy. Let me know, how did this resonate for you? Do you do any of these tactics? What do you do instead? And as always, we have wonderful conversations about the stuff that happens on this podcast in my Facebook group, The Lightwalker's Path, so same name, easy to find. And I would love it if you could be a member and join us and jump into the conversation so that we can find out what energy protection in public looks like for you and all of the other conversations that we have in that space. All right, we'll see you again next week. Take care.